When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Com Report. Wherever you get your podcast, you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A-M-P-I-R-E. Always much appreciated when you tune in. And don't forget, you can always read my work on ESPN.com. I'll have a story up, whether it's up today or very soon, on the five the last five years at quarterback for this team, what they've gone through searching for a quarterback since Kirk Cousins left, the resources they put into it, why they feel good that, hey, maybe this now with Sam Howell is the guy to have for several years. It's amazing some of the bad stats with quarterback play here over the years and it's why this franchise hasn't done anything for a long, long time. Now, with Joe Gibbs, at least you had a Hall of Fame offensive line, or you should have had multiple members on that line in the Hall of Fame. You could build around the court. You, you had guys around the quarterback. You had one of the best coaches ever. If you don't have that, you better have the quarterback. Anyways, they feel like they have their guy now, but it's kind of showing a national audience what this organization and, what, and, and subsequently what the fan base has been through at this position ever since Kirk Cousins left. And to be honest, like – with cousins, it's always, or guys like that, it's always like, if you don't pay for them, if you don't keep them, there's a flip side. Can you, you know, what's what's life without even just a solid quarterback like? So anyways, whole other dilemma. Anyway, you can read that up. It'll be up on ESPN and give it a read. There you go. Stay tuned at the end of this part portion for a short interview I did with rookie center slash guard. Ricky Stromberg, where he's seen improving himself, his play at guard. And we, we talk about a few plays. I actually brought up one play that I thought he did a really nice job in in the second preseason game. He didn't remember it, but I did, and I know the coaches did because I talked to them about it as well. Showed really good awareness in the play. I think it's kind of funny that he didn't remember it because it's just it's not like he thought like, oh, this is his greatest play ever. It's just a play that he did, whereas for me it stood out. For him it was like, hey, you just did your job. Anyway, so stay tuned for that one. And there you go. What I wanted to do today is give you somewhat of an update on receiver Terry McLaurin, because I know there's going to be a lot of consternation and worry and fear and headaches or whatever with him until that game is played on September 10th. So, and you're going to see different things. And so this is, this is where it's at. And I think there's been some reporting on this. Obviously, I think it's all accurate. For example, they are optimistic that he could return for the season opener. But being optimistic does not guarantee anything. There have been times where they've been optimistic about players, and then you get up to that week of the game or you get close to the game, you realize not quite there yet. Maybe if the game were three days later, he'd be okay. But we're talking about that kind of a difference here. So when you see a tweet like from Adam Schefter where it says it's not certain that he'll be back, that's also true. It's not certain. Optimism does not guarantee anything. It's not a lock. You know. So, so keep that in mind. So you're going to see that. It doesn't mean things have changed. It just means it's kind of how the different way of looking at it. And to be honest, and some of it is for on McLaurin's side, it's managing expectations. 
because what if he can't, what if he's not ready to come back and you don't want him rushing to come back because, oh, they said I would. And that nobody has said that he would. And so I think just keep that in mind. Now, is it a turf toe sprain? Sounds like it is a turf toe. However, the degree to which it is still is not even in terms of like how severe it is, but just is it a really mild one or is it maybe something else? But it sounds like it would be classified as a turf toe. And so in that case, then it could take a few weeks. If that's the case, that's why there's optimism that he could return. So I think right now, so just know all that. There's no, there's nothing definitive and there's not going to be anything definitive, you know, certainly or not over the next several days. So, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to tell. I think it could come right down to the wire. And if he's not back for the opener, he'll be back for week two. But the plan now is they talk about day-to-day treatment. It's just about staying off his feet. He will be in, he's, he will have been in a walking boot for one week. So from like two, either Monday night, Tuesday morning into this Monday, he'll be in a walking boot, staying off his foot. They want him off his foot as much as possible. Rest, rest, rest. That means like even for Saturday's preseason game against the Bengals, I don't know if he's even going to be there because they really want him off his feet. Knowing Terry, he's going to want to be there, but not a guarantee because the smartest thing for him is to stay off that foot. They certainly do not want him down there standing on the sidelines. If he's there, he'd be up in in a box somewhere watching because he needs to stay off that foot. They're kind of taking a similar approach with John Allen. For example, we're out here at, I'm out here right now at joint, um, joint Andrews, uh, joint base Andrews. Sorry about that. Joint base Andrews out in, in Maryland where they practice earlier in front of military members. John Allen was not here. McLaurin was not here. Again, guys that need to stay off their feet and just kind of rest up a little bit for that. So that's the deal with Terry. So just my point is, it's not worth you. There's nothing definitive now. So you're just going to have to wait and see where it develops. And it's going to probably come down to the wire. But again, not a guarantee, but there remains optimism that they feel he can get back for that opener. Now we'll just see where it goes. You remember, right? Antonio Gibson had a turf toe a couple of years ago. And that's when I know Nikki Javala wrote about that, how I think his timetable was he was out for 20 days. That would put McLaurin right in line for that opener if if it's the same level of a of a turf toe, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that, that's what you need to know there. So let's look a little bit at Saturday because, listen, it's a big game for some people, certainly. The starters will not play except for, as Ron Rivera told us just a few minutes ago, except for a select group of starters. Now, based on watching practice, based on what they did during the walkthrough today at Joint Base Andrews, it looks like the interior offensive line would go because working with Jacoby Brissett, who will start and play a quarter and a half at quarterback, Working with him over the last few days was Nick Gates at center, Sadiq Charles at guard, and then Sam Cosme at guard. Charles Leno has not been out there dealing with a shoulder injury. Andrew Wiley dealing with something with his left calf. So they haven't been out there. So you have backup tackles, but the interior offensive linemen. And again, I've been telling you about some of those double teams and wanting to work on those. And I know Nick Gates has talked about wanting, liking more reps, reps, reps. And it, it comes down to blocking combos, how you see things, how you pick things up, how much a guy needs to, you know, to, before you can move on, et cetera. So all that stuff, you get some more reps. And again, I've told you before, it doesn't matter if it's against backups. You just need the reps together. So you start to get a feel for that guy next to you because that's very, very important. Now, the other, the, one of the other guys we didn't see out here was Kendall Fuller. Haven't seen him in a few days dealing with the, some knee soreness. And, you know, you get... This is the one 
you get some veterans like Logan Thomas, Kendall Fuller, Leno, Wiley. They start getting those little nagging injuries in camp. You've got to make sure you take care of them. And, and Terry's not the youngest guy now, <clears throat> not the oldest guy in earning his prime, but you want to make sure you take care of those guys, especially as you get older, because you don't want anything to happen to make it worse. And that's just what happens in this league. So I think they're going to be extra cautious with guys like that. I don't know, don't know anything about the opener for them. And I'm sure Logan Thomas certainly trending right. And I would think the others will be fine, but I don't don't know anything for sure on a guy like Kendall Fuller. So we'll just we'll monitor that and see where that goes. Next week, they're only going to have a couple practices. And then the week after that is when the uh, practice for the for the opener begins in earnest. And that's when you'll get a really good feel for who's going to be available or who not. Right now, they don't have to tell us. They don't have to tell you anything. They just, you know, we know what their injuries are dealing with, but no, we don't know the severity of some of these, you know, and all that. So they don't have to really give you the full detailed information or give you more information on all that in terms of status until the week before, until the week before the opener. And really it's that Wednesday before the opener. That's when we'll really know for sure how things look for a lot of these players. Anyway, back to, back to Saturday, because it's going to, this game, there's always one or two spots that kind of gets decided and Saturday, sometimes it's because maybe somebody gets hurt, opening up a spot for someone else. Maybe it's because somebody emerges as a player. Again, I bring up Shaka Tony. There have been other guys, too, in the past that have a really good final game. Maybe a Jared Patterson in a couple of years ago where he has a good game. And it's like, okay, now you kind of want to put him on there. Um, you know, and even for guys like Patterson, like a Jonathan Williams, what they really need to do is put out good film. And the more film you, more good film you put out, the more chances you have of playing in the NFL because for both those guys, I just don't see them making it short of somebody getting hurt ahead of them like a Rodriguez, um, Robinson, or Antonio Gibson. So short of that, those guys are going to have a hard time making it. But by the way, I'm going to go over more of the roster stuff on from Monday's podcast because the final cuts will be Tuesday, and I think they're going to be made early in the day. So the deadline is four o'clock on Tuesday, but I will go over what I, how I see this for Monday's podcast. And after Sun, after Saturday's game, Bram Weinstein, the voice of the commanders and I will discuss just kind of the end of the preseason for Washington, where this roster is at, what, what we like, what we don't like concern, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So last thing here, a couple spots that I think are worth watching going into this finale and going into next week, defensive line, do you keep 11 or 10? Because then it depends then if you're going to, are you keeping four or five linebackers? That determines how many D-line you keep. And I think D-line is going to be the area that will be the hardest decision to make. Not just, do you keep 10 or 11? And if you only keep 10, who gets cut between Smith-Williams, Hill, Henry, and Jones? And I don't think you're cutting one of the rookies. So, and, and I, by the way, I had Andre Jones, their seventh round pick. Yes, seventh round pick. I think I said on the thing yesterday that he was undrafted, just a brain cramp. I know he's a seventh round pick. Anyway, had him on there yesterday. Go back and listen to him for the podcast. But I, you know, he's shown enough that he would be hard to to certainly hard to cut. I think then you're also looking at do you keep six or seven receivers? What how does that impact Kaz Allen if you only keep six? Does he make it? Could he make it if you keep six? Then it depends what kind of night does he have against the Bengals? A big return? Has he done enough as a returner to at least give you a taste or other teams a taste, more importantly, of what he could do? if you sign him as a returner only, because he's not close to being ready as a receiver. So if you put him out there, you put him on the roster, it is only for returning kicks. That's it. So that's why to me, it may mean that if you keep him, it probably means you keep seven receivers. So again, more on that on Monday. 
And also, um, I told I told you about my Ricky Stromberg interview. So you know what? I'm done. Let's get to Ricky Stromberg. Here's my conversation with the commanders. Fourth, excuse me, third round pick, Ricky Stromberg. There is still time for one more family adventure this summer. The country's largest climbing and zipline park is open seven days a week until Labor Day. With eight different levels, 16 courses, 250 climbing obstacles, and over 4,000 feet of zip lines, the Adventure Park at Sandy Spring, located in Montgomery County, Maryland, is the perfect place to spend the last few days of summer. Once you're back on the ground, head over to Axe Throwing and try one of their brand new games. You can play Battleship, Blackjack, throw at traditional targets, or even upload your own images. They are now accepting group and family reservations for this fall. Can't make it out before school is back in session? Not to worry. The Adventure Park is open Friday through Sunday every weekend this fall. To end the summer right, listeners of this show can now get $10 off any ticket by entering the promo code KIME23DC at checkout. That's KIME, K-E-I-M, 23DC at checkout. There's still time to get outside and join the adventure at theadventurepark.com. I'm just curious, first of all, how your camp has been, just your summer's been. What have you thought? Uh, I think it's been good, but I think I can always do things better. I'm striving to, you know, try to just try to like, for for me, for a good day is a perfect day, you know. Um, but overall, I think it's been pretty pretty good. But I'm still just picking up on little things. What are you most pleased with what you've been able to show through the month? Or so? Just being able to pick up pick up on things fast, like learn learn the plays fast, that sort of thing. Being able to just kind of jump in there and go right at it, and that's something that. Like, what are some examples of that? Do you have? Is it? Is it? How do you do that? How have you been able to? Well, yeah, just like like when our, I mean, I know where OTAs are when we got here. You got a playbook. And then the next day you're jumping in to plays, you know. So do you have a do you have a night to study? So that's about it. So that's something I think I think I've shown well um, is to be able to pick up that knowledge fast. How does it, and what what on the field? Because obviously you got a veteran in front of you and Nick Gates. Mm-hmm. And you know what have you what have you picked up from him? What are things that you know that you have been able to incorporate into? I mean everything. Nick is Nick is awesome. He's he's an awesome vet. Uh, uh, I asked him I asked him and Tyler for advice. You know for. Like literally everything. You mean sure. everything you can think of, just like extra work. You know how they how they go about their days. You know how they go about certain schemes or protection or how they're going to set this guy versus this look. You know that sort of thing. So I, I asked them for everything. And they're great. What's the biggest thing maybe you picked up from them? Yeah. Um, really, honestly, like not like something they told me. Just watching them play and watching how they go about their business is how I'm trying to do that. I'm trying okay. to follow their footsteps and go about their how they go about their business is how I'm trying to go about my so business. So you're going to start pulling, you showing your gut every practice like Nick? <laughs> <laughs> no, Nick's got a better body. Yeah, I can't do that. But uh, but they, they're just great. They they, had, they lead great by example, and that's something that I, I, they, I, they've caught my eye for sure. You're also now working at guard. And I know you were just talking about it over there for a minute, but like you look really comfortable in the position. Do you, how do you feel that comfortable? Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel pretty confident, but again, I'm still trying to work on every little thing that comes with guard because it is different from center. Um, it's not a huge difference, but it is different than center. And uh, I'm feeling, I'll tell you, I feel more and more confident. You know, the more and more reps I get at guard. For sure. what, what is it? What is the some obvious differences? You're not saying the ball, but what are, in terms of just blocking? What are some of the biggest differences that, or maybe the little things that you have to the, adjust yeah, to? Yeah, so the little things is like being able. So if you had at center, if you have a if you have a tight shade versus, you know, if you have a tight three at guard, 
you're going to be punching on different times okay. when you're at center versus guard. It's those little details okay. and little techniques that are a little different. That's just something you've just, just got to keep continuing Because watching up. you, your, your punches, you seem pretty aggressive at times with that at guard, which looks like it's a comfort level. Yeah, I mean, it's a comfort level because I've been repping it so much, I okay. think. I think I'm getting more comfortable because we're coming out here before and then staying after and then during, just working on timing and punching. So it's just it's just the over and over repetition. How about, like, it also – I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but in watching you, like, the awareness you play with, I think that's one thing I always tell people. You seem to play with good awareness. Is that? Do you feel like that's a strength of your game? And yes. And if so, yeah. where does that come from? I think that just comes from, like, I mean, honestly, just, like, watching football growing up, like, just being around football since I was a kid, you know, growing up, you know, going through, you know, middle school, high school, college. I think that just comes with also just loving the game, just watching it all the time, picking up on little things. Um, I think it just stems from that. But, yeah, I do think that's a – big part of my game ever since I was young there was because there was a play the other night where there was a blitz coming through your gap you shove the blitz or they run like a loop or a stunt coming around there do you remember that play because you handled it pretty flawless is that center no you're a guard uh, I'd have to go back and watch it I really so, don't oh okay it okay <laughs> okay I right, was but, just it was a play that I looked like you know again you the blitzer comes you block them down somebody loops around you pick them up and so, but it was a good play. Yeah, so yeah you, you, you should go watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, what else, what is it like, like, you know, do you know, like with guard, because it seems like if you want to be active on Sundays, you've got to be able to show that. Is that something they told you or? Yes, yeah, it is something, yeah, something they told me. Uh, I got to be able to, you know, be able to be, you know, guard, a center and a guard, uh, you know, guard and swing guard. I can try to play go with guards. Um, and that's something that, you know, whatever they're telling me is what I'm going to do. So whatever's best for the team in my head, that's what I'm going to do, and that's what I've been working on. So. What's the last thing? What's the one thing that you say, I've got to get better here? You know, because obviously everyone wants to get on the field, but where do you feel like, I've got to get better here? Where, where Just consistency overall. I mean, that could mean just if I'm winning a rep, like winning a rep, losing a rep, I'd rather win a rep, win a rep, excuse me, win a rep, win a rep, win a rep, lose a rep. You know, not win, lose, win, lose, or win, win, lose. Just overall consistency on the field. Um, so yeah, we, and I'm sorry, I, I lied. This will be the last thing. Like strength, upper body strength. Like when you're watching some of those stuff, like you can't tell. Like, you know, is it the ability to anchor? Is it, is it is it an upper body thing? How do you feel about that area? Like in terms of strength, what you need? Does is it there? Do you have to get better there? Or yeah, is it more about lower body anchoring or what? I feel you did pretty well there. there yeah, that. I feel pretty confident. I think it's about anchoring and lower body, okay. especially in pass protection. If someone's pulling right. you. I think it's all about how you anchor. I think it's. I think it all stems from down here, in my opinion. Yeah. But you know, um, I don't you think it's. Set. Yeah, I don't think it's that big of an issue. Okay. Um, I think that's something that just you more know, you have to get used to that. Yeah. Yeah. Just okay. get used to, you know, I'm just, I'm still still learning. You know, like I'm just, I still wanting to learn, still learning out here with it, like with everybody else. So. Did they make you sing? Yes, I did. What'd you sing? I sang "Ain't No Mountain High Enough." Um, did they boo you? No. They, really? They cheered. They they booed every. Like, are you a good singer? No, but I just sang my heart out. Because <laughs> <laughs> they booed everybody else. Uh, that, that, some people got some ovations. Oh, who got an ovation? Uh, no, KJ Henry was the first one to go. He got an ovation. I don't know what he sang. I don't know the song, but everybody okay. loved it. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Appreciate thank you. it. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Ricky for joining me, and thank you, as always, for tuning in. I'll be back on Saturday night, late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, after the final preseason game with the voice of the Commanders, Bram Weinstein, as we go over the roster and just where do the Commanders stand now that the preseason is over and the opener is only two weeks away. So, we'll talk to you next time.